to an AvoChat, Verbal Rhapsody, brought to you by Tang, the Advocate News Group, the student voice of Contra Costa College. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode two. I am Michael Santone. And I'm Anthony Kinney. Hey Anthony, how you doing today? I'm all right, man. It's a little gloomy out here, but uh, today's still a special day. It's uh, Veterans Day, so um, I want to give a very big shout out to uh, my fellow fellow veterans out there. Um, take advantage of your day. Um, I know there's a lot of places that's giving out, you know, free meals and oil changes and big discounts. So um, you know, we deserve it. So um, go get your stuff. Yeah. Thank you out there for all the veterans, Anthony, yeah. for yourself, man. Thank you. Um, so, uh, public speaking—it's <laughs> a—it's a crazy topic, and you know, there's a lot of, you know, we we are such a communicating world, or we're mm-hmm. we're such a, a world of communication that it seems to be. We're a social society, right? Yeah. So it yeah. seems like public speaking is—it's there. It's—I guess it's said to be the one of the the number one fear, or mm-hmm. one of the most common fears. In the world, it's public speaking. and It's crazy enough. It's more people fear public speaking than they feel fear death itself. Right. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, going through some of the stuff, you see all these celebrities and all these famous people who have stories about being so fearful of going on stage and singing or giving speeches, you know. Right. It's definitely interesting to see. Yeah. I was was just doing research for this episode and uh, came across an interview with Adele. Um, you know, big award-winning pop star, and she says, you know, she even steals when the moment she gets on stage, she still has stage fright. She still goes through that social anxiety and stuff. But she said, once she gets into like song two or three, she starts getting a little more loose. But you know, she still deals with that initial stage fright. Right, right. Yeah. I can. It's so weird because you would never be able to tell. You know, right. you wouldn't. You wouldn't notice. And it's right. you. You think that these these celebrities and these musicians are kind of beyond that type mm-hmm. of, you know, beyond fears and stuff like that. And then right. when you read these type of, you know, articles and stuff, it's very interesting. But, like, it's it's kind of cool to see, like, you know, and you realize they're they're human, you know, just right. like us. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely, yeah. Kind of a humbling moment. Yeah, know? yeah. It's, uh, it, it breaks down that third wall or that it's a, it's a relatable, it's, there's a factor of relatability when you, when you find this stuff out about yeah. celebrities. And as students, it kind of helps, you know, it, it puts things in perspective a little more, you know when you have to go out and give a speech in front of your class or work in a group, and, yeah. you know. And so uh, this fear is called glossophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the it's a speech anxiety, a, a speech anxiety, uh, the fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's like I said, many people have suffered from this. It's like it's one of the most common uh, yeah. fears in the world. Um, Actually, um, out of the top ten phobias... It's number one with 19%. Death coming in at second place with 16%. That's insane. Wow, it is insane. And then third, it's spiders, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Darkness is at 12%. Number four, heights comes in at fifth place with 11%. And it goes on. Um, flying in airplanes. <laughs> uh, wow. We just did our first episode on the fear of flying, and that's actually um, number seven on the top ten phobias at 7%. So um, That's, and I can't believe that 
fear of uh, public speaking would be number one out of right. all these, especially when it comes to death, man. You, death. Right, right. People are more afraid to talk in public um, situations than they are than death, than actually dying. That's They'd rather die than yeah, yeah, that's, get up in front of a crowd. I think for most people, they are dying when they're up there. If they're so scared that they, you know, yeah. it's like death, I guess. Um, but have you... You've had experience public speaking, right? And yes. have you, I have a question, actually. Okay. So, you know, they say um, you're supposed to, uh, to, to combat this nervousness of public speaking, you're supposed to imagine the crowd naked. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never, I don't think I've ever had the, such a scary fear of public, or a fear of public speaking. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just came natural to me as being in theater and stuff like right. that. So have you ever had to picture anybody naked giving a <laughs> <laughs> Uh Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I definitely pictured a crowd or two, um, naked just to um calm down the jitters of you know being in front of them but um yeah just recently earlier this year back in april i um, participated in a kqed radio show forum that was hosted here on campus on contra costa and it was on the challenges veterans face um when transitioning from the military to student life and um I was pretty nervous being up there. I mean, even though it was a radio show, we had a whole crowd that was watching us record. So um, I wasn't I wasn't worried about you know my voice being on the radio, but it was just having a, hundreds of eyes looking at you. It's 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 a nerve wracking experience. But um, that was one of the times where I had to check him out naked. You know, <laughs> it kind of brought my nervousness down and I was able to function, you know, but, um, I think I held my composure pretty well. Right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, that's awesome. I've never, um, doing theater and as a young kid growing up and doing theater mm. and stuff like that, I never really had, I guess it never occurred to me to have a fear of public speaking. You know, it never, I've never had that. I never had to picture anybody naked <laughs> <laughs> to say, you know, to, yeah. um, but at least not in that sense. Right, not in, <laughs> exactly, not in that sense. Um, but I, you know, I've done um, plays and musicals and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and I guess you get the jitters, the the excitement, you know, yeah. you get the butterflies, yeah, adrenaline, and stuff, right? When you're going to yeah. go on stage, and it's not. I don't think um, I've ever had the fear of, of speaking in public, and then I also took a speech class here at Contra Costa College, and I think I handled it pretty well. I didn't. Mm. I never, you know. But then, you know having group activities and group projects, there is that one person in your group that's always like, oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm yeah. so fearful. And they're freaking out and you have to kind of right. calm you them down. Calm, calm right. Them right. And so, um, yeah, I've never, I, never, I can't, I've never had that, that's that speech problem. <laughs> that's pretty, I mean, it just, I feel like the phobia, just like with anything, it kind of takes getting used to, to get rid of, you know, that fear, like the fear of flying an airplane. You know, it kind of takes flying to actually, right. you know, get over it. Yeah. You, so just, I guess your experience, you know, just starting off young, doing theater and being in front of a crowd, you know, right. it doesn't bother you anymore. Yeah. You know, I actually do have an experience where I did um, choke up a little bit. I was almost in a movie. Uh, no, oh. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> And right. Um, going there in front of these people and, and auditioning, you know, there was lights everywhere and, mm-hmm. you know, like people sitting, you know, behind the lights so you couldn't really see who they were. Right. And it was like... 
I froze. I, I couldn't, I froze. I couldn't get anything out. Uh-huh. And it was like, I don't know. I don't think it was the fear of, of speaking. It was just all, everything going on with all the lights on you yeah. and all these people watching you. Yeah. And it was like, I, I, I don't think I got a word out. I, I, stood there. <laughs> oh, I just stood there frozen. I couldn't get anything out. And they're like, oh, you did so great. And I'm like, no, I couldn't <laughs> no, do so I didn't. great. No, it was horrible. <laughs> yeah, so I should have pictured y'all naked. <laughs> yeah, I, it probably would have helped me. I'd have, I'd have probably been a famous movie star right now. <laughs> Um, so yeah, about um, some a little bit of statistic here. It's from uh, glossophobia.com actually, saying that seventy five percent of people suffer from glossophobia. Wow, that's a big percentage. That is a big percentage. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when it, um, go go ahead. Break it down by gender. Seventy five percent of women um, suffer from speech anxiety, and seventy three percent of men suffer. So it's not you know a any kind of difference in gender where, you know, we both, both sexes experience it, you know? So it's, it's a pretty weird phenomenon. You think about it, how it's so, um, across the board. Right. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, when you see these kind of statistics about men and women, they seem like, you know, depending on the topic, it's always either women are really high above men and our men are high above women. When it comes to public speaking, it's it's, it's even. Right, dead even. So it seems like it's it affects everybody. It's it's a it's a human thing. Obviously, it's a human thing. Right. Wow. And so and then especially now, you know. I guess it's kind of changing in the in the aspect where there's like a lot of social media and a lot of there's like a fourth wall being built or a third wall being built in between people where we all communicate over text and stuff like that. So right. you know, but then when you go out there, it's kind of a shock when you have to go to a party or to a mixer or something and like actually that. And mingle. Right, right. So and I think, you're not in front of a screen. Right. right. So it's I wonder, a totally different. Yeah, if that plays any any, if it's kind of because I I was looking at some stuff too and it was talking about um, you know, polls like a. You know the Gallup poll and the the uh, R H Burnskin poll or survey they surveyed mm-hmm. you know through like you know from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and fourteen, and it pretty much stuck at forty one to forty five percent of people saying that they feared, uh, you know, public speaking and stuff like that, and it didn't really. So it's like an average of forty percent of people fear this kind of stuff. Wow. You know, and so that's some interesting stuff. Right, man. right. Um. Actually, I'm looking at the statistic right here. It says 5.3 million Americans have a social phobia. It's a pretty big number. That is a big number, yeah. Um, 3.2 million of Americans have um, a fear of crowded public places. I can attest to that. I'm one of those. But I think I got that from the military, though. Mm. You know, there's always having to be alert, um, not knowing where danger can come from. I kind of... I don't like public, big crowded places like that. You know, gets I get nervous. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I can totally see that. Yeah. So some of the actual symptoms, because there's symptoms that go along with these, (laughs) with the the public speaking fear. There Mm -hmm. are you know symptoms, and it was saying that there's a verbal, um, a physical, and a mental kind of Mm -hmm. uh, symptoms that kind of happen to you when you when you're faced with. A social anxiety. Right, when you're faced with these things. And so some of them are, you know, intense anxiety prior to even um, to the, the speaking event or even thinking about communicating in front of a large group. You start you, freaking out. Right, you get that, those sweaty palms. Uh, you know, you start, yeah. Start sweating under the pits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Still wear a gray shirt, man. Uh. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> That's, you know what? That's a fear of mine, honestly, to be in front of a crowd and start sweating. 
start getting a sweaty pits. Right. I yeah. wonder. I think. I wonder if that that goes with the speech anxiety that people are fearful of being up there and you know looking you know looking nervous or right. looking like they're gonna faint. The fear of being right. afraid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fear of being afraid to speak. Right. Wow. It's, yeah. Um, and then so some of the other ones are um, you know like you said big crowds so people avoid you know um, avoids avoiding events that draw you know, draw attention to a particular person in a group setting, you know, so if there's one person, it's like, oh, tell us about your day, and there's, you know, 10 of these people staring at you while you're asking about your horrible day. Right. You know? <laughs> this, right. So it's, Most people be like, oh, it's, it was okay, it was good. Right, know? yeah. It's, Even though they're lying. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so it gets, it gets, uh, get more kind of, uh, I guess depending on how bad you have this public speaking fear, it kind of get, get worse where like you know, get physical distress or, mm. you know, you start to you get nauseous or you feel some sort of pain and you don't, you know, you just, you hide. Some people hyperventilate. Right, right. Having yeah. a panic attack. Right. And yeah. so it's, it's definitely interesting to see that aspect of public speaking and, you know, relate to the symptoms that are related to speaking and stuff like right. that. And, um, and so, yeah, like I was saying, there's like a lot of these, you know, tests have been just, you know, because it's stated throughout, you know, throughout the years that this is one of the most common fears, you know, and then when people don't really think about it as a fear, they just think, oh, well, I'm not going to do it, you know, I'm not going to get up in front of this, you know, I'll just, I'll just avoid it, I'll just, you know, but then, you know, people are more scared of spiders, and, you know, you hear more about the fear of spiders and the fear of, you know, the, I, you know, it's funny to me when people say, oh, God, I'm so afraid, I'm, I'm afraid of the dark, and it's just like, really? <laughs> the dark? Really? It's like, yeah, and I guess it just, it's kind of... And to see that, you know, the fear of speaking, which is not really talked about much except, like, in a school setting or in a... Right. You know, but then it does affect business people and musicians right. and stuff like That's that. So. a lot of people. I'm, I'm, I Even, you know, working at a fast food restaurant, you know, you're still doing a social interaction if you're working at the counter. You know, you're... Some people even have an anxiety of that. I was ordering a burger the other day, and the guy who was taking my... My order it looked like he was afraid to look me in the eyes. You know, it was like, right. I thought, you know, it's, it, it was obviously some form of social anxiety. You know? Right, but it's like if you if you want to get out in the world, and you know, it's basically like you gotta live, you gotta live. So right, it's like if you can't talk to somebody, you can't work. And it's like even to the most minuscule jobs, you have mm-hmm. to kind of have some sort of communication unless you're living in the forest by yourself with right. nothing around you, right? And it's like... Off the grid. Off the grid, We're right? going off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then you won't have to talk to anybody, but then you probably have a fear of being lonely all the time or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, we're built on fears. It's just, you know, the fear of public speaking is interesting. Yeah. Um, but it says here on uh, from um, the National Institute of Mental Health that the longest... Um, longest recorded speech in the House of Commons through uh, through Stan since 1828. It was uh, six hours long. Wow. Yeah. Someone gave a speech for six hours. Yeah. Was he standing the entire time? I have no idea. Wow. Um, but it's interesting because you you well it's kind of like if, uh, when people do that that is it called a filibuster or something yeah, where they yeah, they sit there and speak mm-hmm. and speak and speak to you know get yeah. something passed and mm-hmm. so I guess you have to I guess that's probably why people don't want to be politicians right <laughs> it's the fear of public speaking <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually um, I took a political science class over the summer and uh, my teacher was telling us a story um, every state filibusters laws or rules are different and so some you can you can sit down but you have to be touching a certain part or some some 
states you have to like you can't stop talking. Um, it's it's you know every state is different, but it was one where homie just pulled out a, a Dr. Seuss book and it's just start reading Dr. Seuss. Right. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> so uh, that's a that's a great way to to you know buy time and right. to, especially to come up with some other ideas. Right. Just read it. Read Green Eggs and Ham really quick. <laughs> or one fish, two fish, three fish, blue fish. <laughs> We're not going to let you pass this law. Never. <laughs> um, also, um, so it's become such a big fear. And as we talked about, it's kind of, you know, we can't really navigate the world without speaking to people. Or, you know, our, our, our jobs include, you know, conversations and right. communication. So a lot of people turn, you know, it says that uh, men and women alike turn to uh, hypnosis therapy and our self-help, self-help books and stuff uh, like that. And, okay. and other, other, you know, ways to kind of combat this fear of public speaking, which is <laughs> kind of interesting. You know? Maybe a little off the topic, but have you ever seen that movie Office Space? I've not, no. 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 You have to see it. I have to see it. He, uh, homie gets hypnotized, but he gets stuck in the hypnosis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and but but the the hypnosis was just to have to just have a good outlook on life, you know. And so he like he's just he lives life carefree, and it's it's awesome though. Right, right. You gotta, you gotta check it out. It's awesome. Movie. Okay, we're here with our special guest. We have our uh, speech expert in the building <laughs> with us right now. Uh, we have Randy Carver. He's the Contra Costa Speech Department chairperson. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, wow. So uh, where do we start? Uh, born and raised in South Texas. Um, and then uh, I actually spent uh, the better part of just under 30 years out there before moving out here to California. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. What brought you out this way? Uh, to uh, work on my doctorate. Yeah. So I came out to California. Um, I don't know how much detail you actually want from all of this, but yeah, I just came out here, um, started going to USF uh, to earn my um, doctorate in education, and uh, yeah, just kind of been here ever since. Okay. Um, what made you want to get into the field of um, public speaking and speech? Uh, you know, getting, getting, getting into the field, um, I think it was, it was a whole lot of like, I don't know if you want to call them coincidences or accidents or whatever it was, but that's really kind of how it came out. Um, getting into because I mean, I haven't always liked public speaking. I've always liked performing, but I haven't really liked public speaking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and as a matter of fact, like going through undergrad, I was a science major, um, trying to follow in the footsteps of, you know, family and all of that. And then uh, one day I was re- realized, I think I was like 15 or 18 hours away from my degree in science. And then I decided to go ahead and change over to comp. <laughs> Uh, my mom lost it. Uh, she was like, what are you doing? There's not a, 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 a track for that. And I said, oh, I'm going to do it. And then that's just what happened. Yeah. So I spent the next year just focusing on the communication stuff. And that's right. what it went, yeah. So it was kind of like fate a little bit. I don't know. I, I guess you could call it that. Right? I guess you could call it that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, how did you um, join CCC? Like, how did, you, how did, that, how did that come about? Well, um, so like I said, uh, when I moved out here, um, had to work, so it was one of those things that I was actually uh, teaching part-time over at SF State, and then uh, it was just kind of looking around, like at job postings and everything else, because I don't have to tell y'all, but it's expensive out here, and so I was trying to look for something a little bit more full-time, um, and I was a teacher in Texas before moving out here anyway, but uh, I saw a posting, and um, uh, Sherry Diesler, uh, she, 
I guess, put out a posting uh, saying that they were looking for someone to help out with their speech team. Uh, so I applied. I came here. I worked part-time for one semester. And then after that, I was fortunate enough to get hired on full-time. Nice. Yeah. So can you uh, tell us a little bit about your experiences, like when you first, like maybe your first class here? Or, um, yeah, so like a little bit of your, the history of you being a part of the speech department here at Contra Costa College. Mm -hmm. Yes, so what I will say is um, kind of all of my teaching experience before this had been, uh, you know, down in South Texas, uh, Prairie View A&M, which is right outside. It's a, like 9,000 students strong, like HBCU right outside. And um, so I, was, I guess I was a little bit used to, um, like to be very frank, like being like the only white person in the room, right? Um, and, and so that was very a real thing for me, and I learned a lot at Prairie View. But coming here, um, to say that the classrooms are diverse, um, I, I think is kind of an understatement. Right, to, to recognize that uh, walking into an open enrollment institution, right? Um, now that when it, if I have 36 folks in say a speech 120 class, those are 36 very unique um, individuals, and so right. there was a little bit of learning curve with that. That's really, yeah. yeah. So you kind of been prepared a little bit for, in terms of diversity here at Contra Costa College and your previous work experiences. Yes. 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 Yeah. Awesome. So had, do you over the years of teaching a speech? Do you notice like the same kind of trends with students when they come? when they're fearful of speaking and stuff like that? And if you, what are some of the... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you get to see some interesting things, right, um, uh, when, when, when you teach speech. But what, what ends up happening, uh, I think for most students, it's um, just for so many, uh, we end up having students that um, either this is one of the first classes that they take, say, public speaking, or it's like one of the last classes that mm -hmm. they take. Okay, either they're going to get it over with or it's like, oh, no, I just don't want to do it. Um, and so that's definitely a trend that there's, there's not a whole lot of like midway folks right. um, in, in any of our classes. Um, but as far as trends um, in being nervous, it's, it's kind of all the same. Right? Yeah. Um, to piggyback, actually, ask another question on that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that, uh, do you find students who have taken their speech, you know, the first speech class was speech 120, mm -hmm. and then later on you see them again taking another speech class because they kind of got bit by the bug, I guess you would say, and then they're, they want to come back for more? Did you... Have you seen that with any students? I, I have, right? There, there have been some students that, uh, in not it's from some of our speech one twenty classes, uh, switch their majors, you know, to you know communication studies or something like that. Um, and so that's always nice, right? Convert as many as possible. <laughs> so, um, have you ever been affected by glossophobia? And what have you? What did you do to overcome your fear? Uh, yeah, so the short answer is yes, right? Um, and I think everybody at some point has. Um, I think my very first experience with that, I was, I was a freshman in high school, and I had to take a, um, a high school speech class, and uh, there was a, I don't, I, don't, I don't know if it was fear of public speaking, but I think it was just fear of speaking in front of this particular girl that I had a crush on. <laughs> and, and, and her name was Carly, and she was um, you know, just... Uh, very smart, intelligent young woman. Obviously, I thought she was very pretty. Um, and then me, the kind of super awkward, I was like, what, 14, 15 years old, uh, getting up in front of the room, I gave one of my first speeches. And uh, what, what, what got me was I knew I was going to be nervous, but then I also felt as though I needed to kind of show off for her, which ended up biting me in the ass. And um, I, I, had, I wanted to play a CD because um, it tied into my speech and everything else. And I actually ended up bringing the wrong one. And, like, uh, she, uh, and she, she kind of looked at me and... She got up during my speech because I was trying, I was I was frantically trying to find like the right one and I was looking up at the audience like oh no it's this one oh and I just got tripped up and tripped up and like she came up to the front of the room and she was like you know what like I don't know if you brought the right CD I think the song you're looking for is on a different one um, let's find one right and then she like she took the CD and did it um, and that was a little bit emasculating um, <laughs> to, to say the least um, and it also I think it was from that point on 
that I, I realized like preparation was key. Mm, right. Not, not yeah. to be like too on the nose with it, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, I so, so do you think, think that when it comes to public speaking, uh, so, so I guess what do you think, think that people's fear initially is when it comes to, like what is the fear when it comes to public speaking? Like what are some fears that people have going before going into a, like a perception kind of thing? Mm-hmm. So do you do you have any idea like what pe- you think people's fears are when they go into it? Yeah, I think so. I really genuinely believe that folks are just fearful of being judged. Right? I think for the same reason that, you know, you walk into, walk in or out of a restroom and you see somebody fixing their hair or part in, you know, something like that because um, they want to, you know, look good. Um, when they walk out, I think the same thing happens and that's an easy kind of transition into when they're speaking in front of like 30 people that they don't know very well. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, what kind of tips can you give our audience out there when it comes to public speaking? Okay. Uh, one, do your homework, right? Prep. That, that's, that's something that... Um, what I try to tell you know the folks at least in my public speaking class like is that if you have done the homework and if you know that you've done your research, if you know that you've double checked your sources, if you know that you've laid this out in a way that makes sense to the audience, be confident in that, right? And I think that just knowing you've put in that level of prep work uh, helps kind of exude confidence. Uh, the other thing I would say too is don't be afraid to use your room. Do not be afraid to use a room. Like the, the spaces are available to you, right? Uh, take ownership not just of your voice, but take ownership of the space. You know, don't be afraid to step into the audience, talk to the, um, work with the audience if possible. Um, I also say this, this works for some, not for everybody. Wiggle your toes. Sometimes that's just as good. It's kind of the equivalent of like clicking a pen um, as folks are speaking. And I think a big one also is don't ever look anybody in the eye, right? Look at the middle of their forehead. They can't tell. Okay. Awesome. And then um, just to ask another question with that. So earlier we were, we were talking about, you know, it's very a popular notion to picture people naked. People tell you, you know, if you're doing a speech, you picture people naked. Do you think that's true? Um, well, I, I probably tried to do that when I was a freshman in high school when Carly was sitting in front. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, but no, I, I would say that uh, I, can't, I can't imagine that really working because the other thing, too, is I know, and this is just me personally, if, if I were to try and uh, picture folks naked, I feel like I'd concentrate almost too much on that. Ah, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Um, one more question. Uh, so why do you think public, spe- public speaking is important? So I, th- I think that public speaking... Okay, yeah, it's a skill, and you know, like a public speaking course or a speech one twenty class, that's obviously the bread and butter. It's like a communication studies degree, um, but to, to be honest, like the vast majority of folks aren't gonna be making their living, like standing up, making speeches in front of fifty people, hundred people, whatever it is. Uh, but I do think that the skills from public speaking those translate into other areas, right? Like doing your homework, being confident. Um, being able to read a room. That's the kind of stuff that folks are going to be doing in training sessions as managers, in interviews, um, either when they're interviewing someone or if they're being interviewed, right? Um, knowing your stuff before you walk in, in into the room, that makes a really big difference. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, it was a pleasure having you. Yeah, no, I um, appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. For coming on and uh, sharing some of your insight on public speaking with us. Thank, Thank you for that. Happy to do it, for sure. Thank you. Thank you face their fears when it comes to public speaking so it was it was great to, yeah. to have him here in the, in the studio and it's also really great having our listeners tune in so until next time uh, we'll see you then all right thank you for listening again and i uh, hope you guys tune in uh next episode have a great day out there have a good morning or a good night whenever you're listening to this <laughs> Take care. Peace.